Hello and welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast, the place for modern women who are waking up to the truth of who they are, with me as your host, Sarah Poet. Now, if the word sacred is throwing you a little bit, that's okay. Have you had that moment as a modern woman where you went, wait, I left something of myself back there along the way? Well, if so, then you're already on a path of sacred remembering and you're actually in the right place. We know that modern women are rising, but we don't do it by fighting. We do it by remembering who we are and standing in that truth. And here in this space, we remember together through stories and tools and curiosity. And in doing so, we bring forward the place of women in our modern world. Now let's begin. Hello, this is Sarah Poet, and welcome to season two. If you are just joining us, welcome. I hope you'll take a look at previous episodes. There is a wealth of knowledge here for you. And if you are a devoted listener, I could not do this without you. Welcome back, and thank you for being here. Thank you to each of you for walking your path of sacred remembering right here alongside the women that are featured on this podcast, telling their stories and calling us to action. So here's the thing, if we just go ahead and get right down to it, I believe that every woman has a truth that she is not yet living. Maybe she's ignoring that truth that's arising inside of her. Maybe she doesn't know what to do with the truths that are arising inside of her. Maybe she's afraid of how it will change her life. And I want you to go ahead and feel into this now. What truths are you not owning? And quite frankly, what is it costing you? And I don't ask you this to be a bully whatsoever. Not at all. Please know that. I ask you because I've walked this path of sacred remembering and claiming my truth long enough to know that what I was silent about for so long cost me a lot. And I don't want that for you. And I know that women's rising right now matters for the health of the world. I want to tell you very, very sincerely that the truth that is inside of you is the exact medicine that the world needs right now. I'm not exaggerating at all. The answers are actually inside of women but women have felt as though they have needed to be silent about the truths inside of them, or there has not been the safe and appropriate place to um, speak them, express them. And so all too often, women hold that sacred, sacred wisdom that has been very repressed for a long time, hold it inside of them. And it's now time to not only remember, but to heal our traumas, activate our voice, align with our truth rather than the trauma of what has happened to us and walk forward in the sacred truth of who we are. And this is what the sacred remembering movement is all about. So thank you for being here. It matters so much. I love to walk with you as you do this courageous, courageous thing of standing in your own truth. So wherever you are on this path, welcome. Here you're going to find stories that inspire you for sure on this podcast. I also want you to know that I write a blog. Um, I tell my story in the first episode of this podcast, as well as on the blog. Um, you can sign up for my email updates at sarahpoet.com uh, to get you know continued inspiration and updates about offerings for women. Right now, I have a small e-course called From Silence to Truth, which is a trauma-informed program for women who are having a hard time even identifying their truth, let alone speaking it. Um, If you are a modern woman who's really been 
like playing by the rules of modern society in the workplace and those rules are no longer working for you, please go to sarahpoet.com and watch my TEDx. Um, it's there for you. It's an archetypal story of our times that you will find aspects of your own story within. And I hope that it inspires and, and empowers you to, um, you know, stand in your own truth. And we don't have to make giant changes in our lives. You don't have to immediately leave the marriage or immediately leave the job. You know, we're, we're doing this right where we are and we are uh, not reacting to the fact that we have been quiet or silent or out of touch with ourselves. Rather, we are choosing in a mature and let's say sacred way to remember the truth of who you are. Okay. Um, so head on over to sarahpoet.com. There are lots of resources there for you. I am a one-on-one coach. I have women's groups. There are lots of offerings coming in the remainder of 2020 and beyond. So please stay connected. One other way to stay connected that I'll mention is that there is a free Facebook group affiliated with this podcast. It's called the Sacred Remembering Facebook group. And so you can go to Facebook, um, answer the questions, say hello, and then um, we will let you into the group and you can you can partake in the conversations that are happening there. If something arises uh, from this episode, I would love for you to pop on over and, and let us know what sparks for you and really start a conversation. And that's really, really important to take action with other women. So that's part of the reason why that group is there. It's also a very safe space for you to say your opinions and your truths. Okay. That's what I want to create. I want to create safe space for you, um, where you can heal the trauma of what has been and you can align to the sacred truth of who you are. So remember that this world needs you. The modern world needs you standing in the truth of who you are. You hold the medicine, that thing that you are keeping quiet or that thing that you haven't discovered yet. Those aspects of your own soul and your own divinity that you have not discovered yet because you've been playing by the rules or you've been keeping yourself quiet or you've been trying to be a good girl and do the right thing. Uh, What you have been hiding consciously or unconsciously is the medicine of the new world and the new earth. And it's time that we come together for that. So thank you so much for being here. Um, I can't wait to tell you more about today's guest and stay connected. Thank you. Welcome back listeners. Thank you so much for being here. Today's guest is Lillian Love. Lillian is a feminine empowerment coach, writer, speaker, and leader. She is the creator of Cosmic Touch, a docu-therapy film transmission that explores the transformational healing power of female self-pleasure. Lillian stands for all women to reclaim their sovereignty in all capacities, sexually, emotionally, financially, creatively, and relationally. Her gift for somatic cellular healing guides people on an individual and collective level to get out of their heads and into their bodies where their peace, pleasure, power, purpose, and prosperity live. This work has literally saved Lillian's life. After hitting a rock bottom when her mother passed away in 2011, Lillian discovered the ancient and modern sciences of Tantra, Taoism, Yoga, somatic, sexological, bodywork, shamanic, ancestral, energetic clearing, and the power of reparenting the inner child in order to embody empowered wholeness once again. By devoting her path to returning to the heart with daily discipline to employ the transformational tools, she has alchemized debilitating layers of sexual trauma complex PTSD, depression, toxic anger, addiction, and codependency. 
The medicine that saved her own life was a gift that she could not help but to share with the world. Lillian transmits her knowledge from a deep place of compassion and empathy with a slice of fierce, loving truth. Welcome, Lillian. Hello, Lillian. Welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast. Mm, Thank you for having me, Sarah. Yeah, it's so lovely to be with you today. And um, we're going to talk about the messy path to sovereignty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> um, doing that as women. And, and um, you know, I just want to first honor out loud that I really hold you in this high esteem as a very powerful woman. And so much a, a part of that power is the willingness to be very vulnerable, sometimes messy, very honest about the entire journey and entire process. Um, and so I really love the topic that you chose mm-hmm. for this, for this conversation today. Mm, thank you. Thank you for that reflection. I'm receiving that. Yeah. I think that this is a topic that especially in I mean, in all facets of our culture and our world today, uh, whether we're kind of living more in what we might know as the mainstream or we're more entrenched in what we call the conscious kind of community, a new age um, scene, there, this can be kind of insidious, something that is not really brought to the surface, this, um, this real humanity of who we are and what we're all individually and collectively moving through right now um, in remembering, remembering our power. And in that remembering, there is uh, all of the places where we forgot <laughs> coming, to, coming to surface, coming to be seen, coming to be heard and felt and I feel it is so important for us to speak about it and let those parts be seen um, and not bypassed and not kind of just um, branded as, as uh, you know, unspiritual or victim consciousness or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to really learn that our humanity and our messy and what we're really essentially like grieving and letting fall away is, is sacred too and is needs to be honored in order for us to create the new. Absolutely. And, you know, we're, so we're both coaches. We work in women's empowerment and we live in the public eye. And this is how we met one another through social media um, over the last two years. And I, I've witnessed this transformation in myself. I think I've witnessed it in you, but I want, I want to hear you speak to it. And I've witnessed it in this coaching world a little bit um, where, you know, when I transitioned out of a career in education and in early 2018, there was a pressure that I put on myself as a coach, you know, of, of women. And at the time I was focusing on, um, you know, this notion of not enough and, and empowerment. And there, there was this, pressure that I had on myself to have it all together, Mm -hmm. which was like the furthest from the truth, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the things that were going on, you know, there were, it was a rough transition out of my career. And, um, and, and I was like, wow, I got to get it together and, and put this forward because people, you know, want to, be empowered by an empowered person. And, you know, there was, there was a lot that was very real there, but there was also a lot that was still, I'll say like in shadow because I was trying to uh, maybe hide it or something like that. So Mm -hmm. what's your impression of 
you know, has this kind of been something that's been in the collective in the past two years? Like, you know what, we're going to own this messy journey. Um, what are you noticing? Yeah, I, um, I, I've really noticed that journey as well in myself. And for sure, I think it's actually so important for us as, as leaders, um, as kind of way showers to be real about awakening is challenging as fuck. It's painful. (laughs) It's painful. It's not like rainbows and butterflies. I mean, that can come up. Like there are pockets of like bliss (laughs) and like, yes, more peace and more like centeredness and connection with oneness and all of these things. And it is like waking up from a nightmare. It is shocking. It is like, you've been asleep and then you're suddenly awake um, and seeing kind of beyond, yeah, beyond like the, what we've been told Um, and you're seeing like what is not working in this world. And I think it's important for us, you know, to, to own that and, and to not be, you know, really selling that, well, if you do this work, your life is just going to be amazing. Like right. You are going to be a, uh, you know, six-figure earning blah, 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 and um, feel good all the time. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Yes. <laughs> you're you're going to be <laughs> learning to grieve mm-hmm. and feel what you denied for so long, what you weren't mm-hmm. able to process when you were in survival mode in your life. Um, I love the way you just said that, what you weren't able to process when you were in survival mode. And so much of that survival mode can look like strength. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And this is what we like value in, um, in our culture. And we have lived in this patriarchal culture for 200, I mean, 2000 plus or so years. And that, that, emphasis has placed an emphasis on or that culture has placed an emphasis on quote-unquote masculine um kind of ethics but it it has affected men and women um equally in different ways um in the in that which we have been kind of indoctrinated to you know mute our own feminine within women and men, um, which is, uh, which is our feeling, you know, which is our empathy, which is our intuition. And, and we have been really taught that, you know, strength is, is hard, is, uh, you know, pushing through, is looking like everything's okay, um, is having it all and not complaining. Um, so we, we have this emphasis on what strength is and we, we're not really taught how strength is also vulnerability, is um, allowing ourselves to, to say, hey, I'm not okay right now. I need support. Yeah. So what do you think it takes for a woman to begin to own that for herself and even among people? Yeah. It takes, I think it takes kind of, a willingness in a way to kind of get to that place of this, this kind of like doing it all on my own Mm -hmm. isn't serving me, Mm -hmm. you know, and it, it served me to like get through what I needed to get through. Um, But now it's become an armor that doesn't allow me to really live and really receive 
um, life and um, love deeply and feel deeply. And, you know, when we kind of turn down the dial on, on um, you know, our grief or <clears throat> maybe our, our anger or our broken heart, then we also turn down the dial on our joy and our pleasure and our aliveness. And so it takes us kind of getting to that point, which is where like pain and suffering is really a teacher. It kind of takes us to that place where our longing, um, our longing for something more can start to like emerge and, and it takes uh, that kind of surrender, that choice of like this, this isn't working for me. It served me for a time and I, I'm scared and I'm mm-hmm. ready for more. Like it mm-hmm. takes us naming that. Both ends. Yeah. Yeah. Both ends and being, being willing then to like try something new Um I work with archetypes a lot. I think you do as well. And um, with women I work with, we kind of have infinite, you know, archetypes and aspects of, of who we are. Um, but there are four kind of main ones that I've been working with, which are the maiden, which is kind of our, our softness and our innocence, um, our longing, um, you know, our, our ability to like allow our heart to break open to more love and life to that courage to truly like feel deeply and stay open in the midst of it. And we also work with, um, the slut, um, and the wild woman who's not afraid of her her darkness and her ugliness and her messiness. And then we also work with the wise woman or the higher self kind of archetype. And, you know, so many women, um, they either feel safe, they feel safe in the wild woman with like her, you know, kind of fierceness and her um, sword and her armor and um, that kind of, one that has, you know, really rebelled against patriarchy and um, is not afraid to kind of carve her own path. Or, and if they kind of feel comfortable there, they they almost like resent the maiden, mm-hmm. the softness, you know, they've really shut her down because at a time that they were hurt um, and felt really powerless. Um, there was a choice that was made to to really shut down and protect, but they've <clears throat> so through this work they are remembering and they're slowly allowing the maiden to teach them how she is power too, how her vulnerability is strength, um, and how all of these parts of us can work together. To, to support us, to um, support, you know, not collapsing yeah. um, into the, the, the maiden or, you know, maybe the, what we might say, the shadow feminine. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, so something that just arose um, as you were talking about those archetypes, thank you, is, you know, you mentioned before, mm, like life is going to take you on this journey, right? Life is going to show you. Um, it's almost like if we're on an awakening journey, I didn't hear you say this, but now I'm saying this. It, if we're on an awakening journey and we have committed to our own growth and to our own soul, I think we're going to be presented with the opportunities to grow and awaken either consciously or almost like in a forced evolution kind of way. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, I, I really relate to what you just said as there was this time that I 
really related to the wild woman and the rebel mm-hmm. and I could fight, you know, my, my trauma response was, was a fight or flight. Like I, I can fight. I'm, I have black tattoos. I mean, at least they're flowers, but I have got black tattoos all over my body, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like this armor that, that was mm-hmm. pretty damn tough. Mm-hmm. And then through, um, like a, a dark night of the soul, I discovered the maiden. The maiden was like, hi, remember me? Like, you know, remember your heart? And so it was an initiation that life took me on because I needed to incorporate that archetype. Mm-hmm. But what I, you know, what I'm thinking when you're talking about those and and inviting women into this work is, you can do this consciously. Yes. <laughs> you can, you know, like that's the invitation is you can play with these archetypes. You can experiment. You can try them on. You can like, what do they sound like in your voice and look like in your body? What do they feel like? And go on that walk and it's much less painful. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think we're we're starting to kind of realize that we got them we got like the experience like humanity has got the experience down of suffering yeah <laughs> like we've done it we did it real good mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's Thanks still happening yeah yeah <laughs> yep. and it's still happening you know it's not we're not completely on the other side at all we're we're walking through the fire still but we can actually get oh, maybe we don't have to keep letting it get so bad for us to wake up. Yeah. And, you know, we are all kind of collectively right now in this, you know, made it quote unquote forced um, with, you know, COVID, with, with quarantining, forced kind of like sit your butts down yeah. and like check yourselves and get your priorities straight here because – like earth might not keep you around for much longer if you keep <laughs> testing, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that is why so many of us who have had these crude, painful awakenings that usually, you know, suffering and trauma and loss have been the catalyst um, where we're speaking so much about it because we we want others to like get, Oh, you can actually consciously just choose Mm -hmm. to wake up now and you don't have to like hit rock bottom and have to like crawl yourself out of hell um, to get this. And um, yeah, there's so many powerful, you know, teachers and tools and things that we can now turn to and apply in our lives to, awaken in a more gentle and um you know loving way we're still gonna have to probably feel things that maybe we hadn't felt in a long time didn't Mm -hmm. have the space to feel um or the capacity but it doesn't have to be that painful yeah I really relate to to yeah your own what you just shared there like I definitely my survival technique was um, was the armor, was the fight, um, was like, oh, you, yeah, you show me some, um, disrespect or, or anger or something, or I, I'm going to meet you like right there, you know, I'm tough. Um, and, oh, to like actually consciously choose like to get underneath that armor and to feel the tender, vulnerable, grieving um, maiden and the inner child was, was, it was uh, painful and beautiful to, mm-hmm. to finally, you know, uncover her from that armor. Yeah. 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 yeah I think we both had uh, a, a pretty decent walk through hell in 2019 right? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> what <Yeah>. was that? <laughs> no, yeah. Jesus. But here we are. And, uh, 
<laughs> yeah, back in the heart. But you know, so I want to I want to mention that to to be like, yeah, listeners, uh, <laughs> we did it. We did it the hard way. And I don't know about you, but there, you know, when COVID hit, I was like, hot damn! I just went through this. Mm-hmm. I can help. You know, yeah. and and that what you just said, like we can consciously choose this, and and that's what this time is. Is like, mm-hmm. what are we going to choose? Mm-hmm. But what I want to ask you about um, along those lines are, I would love to hear you talk about like an association with trauma and how, mm-hmm. you know, we're kind of doing that unconsciously, uh, to or not. I, I don't know, like the there's this, you said, we've been doing the suffering. We know how Mm -hmm. to do that. So yeah, talk about, I know that we both work a lot with trauma awareness and somatic awareness and things like that. So talk about the association with trauma and maybe how tempting that is or or whatever is coming up for you as I say that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I feel like I want to kind of just like describe a little what trauma is because we name you know we say that so often and um it's such a big range but essentially a way of understanding it is is trauma is anything that was too much too fast or too soon mm-hmm. for our nervous systems to fully like handle and uh it um can take us into over our kind of like capacity or our window of tolerance um, to to process through our nervous systems. Um, and it can also be kind of too little, too late. So neglect, um, things like that are a trauma. And uh, yeah, this, this piece... Because this is what we are individually and collectively doing right now. And I feel like COVID in some way is a reflection of it, of uh, that we all are kind of healing from, you know, our own traumas and the, the cultural trauma of patriarchy and where humanity has kind of gone at war with itself and each other. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a dance. I think it's a real, can be a fine line and a, a tricky dance because, you know, we, there's a light and a shadow of everything and, um, and both are needed. Um, but, you know, for example, we could, we could look at the Me Too movement and how, the Me Too movement was so needed, like, and continues to to be needed in a way that voices that have been silenced for a long time um, are need to have a voice, need to be seen, need to be heard, need to stand and and advocate for what is not okay, um, where there has been abuse. And then, you know, there was this um, either it could be a shadow or, you know, we, we saw this kind of retaliation around it where, you know, women were being branded as, as victims, um, like staying in a victim <clears throat> consciousness, right? And there's this difference between like victim or being victimized, someone who was actually harmed, tricked, manipulated, oppressed, taken advantage of in like cruel or unjust treatment, had their power, their choice, consent taken away. And that's a real thing. That's happening. That's happened for thousands of years for men and women and children and animals. And then, you know, we, we talk about this victim consciousness, this state of of consciousness that is often actually very unconsciously running us where we feel powerless and we continue to um, loop in that powerlessness in our mind and in our relationships and in our experiences and it continues to reinforce that. And this is where, like, this is trauma. Yeah. And it doesn't... It doesn't like 
help and it doesn't do any healing to point the finger and say, well, you're just being a victim, right? Mm-hmm. And we also have to get really like, again, out. We, we have that choice no matter the, the depths of how, um, how deeply we have been hurt or victimized. We now, as an adult, have the choice of where we want to live and it is for us. And our, our trauma can be, can kind of be tricky in a way that it keeps us in that loop. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know if that was, was clear. There's so much more I could say on that. That was, uh, no, I really appreciate you taking the time to explain that the way you did uh, mm-hmm. in starting with that definition of trauma and then um, linking it to victim consciousness because in in so many ways, it's so tempting of the subconscious to say, well, this is just who I am. Mm-hmm. This is just, you know, these things have happened to me and it's just who I am. And this may be making a a pretty big leap here, but as we're talking about the opportunity that's going on with quarantine and and coronavirus, and, um, you know, I really see it as that choice point in the collective Mm -hmm. of, you know, are we going to associate with what has been the trauma and the victimization you know, of patriarchy, or are we going to choose this path towards sovereignty? Mm -hmm. Do you see it that way? Yeah, I see it that way. And it's, again, it's this dance of honoring, right? Honoring the grief, honoring the places where, where it is, it is like we, it is still very new for us as a culture, you know, where we have social media, it's very new for us right now as a culture to actually come together and be talking about trauma and, um, you know, what has been going on in patriarchy culture that um, has impacted us all. And so it needs to be honored, those places where we come forth and we say, this happened to me or... um, This is what the impact has been on me. And my I have anger here and I have grief here and I have mistrust here. And for us to actually witness each other in that and honor that, like that has to kind of be first step. Yeah. And then we have that choice and we, we always have that choice to to say, and I'm like, I want to be complete with this now. Yeah. Like I want like the, the, the thing happened and the, the trauma was actually like even more. So what happened after that, all the ways that it continued to impact my life and my self-esteem and my relationships. And, and I want to be complete with that now. Yeah. I want to free myself from that. And, you know, how can we like really as a culture come together and witness and allow ourselves to grieve together and then choose together, right? But we have to do both. We have to do both mm. within ourselves and with each other um, because... I guess the shadow, you know, the shadow of being a victim is then using that to stay in that kind of place of powerlessness. And what that, what happens is the victim actually then becomes a perpetrator and is in a way dehumanizing um, others, right? Mm -hmm. By, Mm -hmm. by staying in that blame. And so those of us that are on this path of, of being change makers and, and choosing to live from our empowered like inner agency, we are in the midst of grieving the old, what was lost, where we were oppressed, um, or felt that loss of power through this systematic 
kind of culture. And then at the same time, it's both and at the same time, actively creating the new together. Mm. And I think it's a really big undertaking individually and collectively that we're being asked to do and that we're doing. And I think one of the keys for us to continue to remind ourselves and each other is that we're in this together because Mm. it's so easy for us to kind of turn on each other. Right. Um, Whether, you know, no matter the topic, whether it's political or about vaccines or sex trafficking, or men and women, or black Black Rights Matter, or whatever it is, it's all being worked out right now. And can we hold the both end? And remember that we're we're literally kind of purging and and uh, creating something new. Right. Oh, I love I love that so much. And you know, the theme, the messy journey to the sovereignty, you know, it's each person's journey, Mm -hmm. but it's all of us together collectively. And I love what you're saying about the both and which is kind of also how we started that um, we can't, we can't bypass anything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a a path that just touts, well, I'm just going to ignore all of this and just choose love. Like for sure that shadow shit is going to come back up and bite us in the ass. So like, you know, it's, it's got to be a conscious both and um, the whole way. Yeah. So thank you for saying that. Yeah. Can we kind of name that, which we're standing fiercely in our, you're like, no, no more. Yeah. And at the same time, dream, dream up a new way together. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the new way really is going to come from the community, realizing community. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Okay. So I want to switch gears a little bit because um, you made a film that I mm-hmm. want to make sure that we talk about. <laughs> yeah. So we just, we just talked about some like major, you know, complexities and, and world visions and, and hope for the future and that kind of thing. And then there's like, okay, you know, women on journeys, this podcast is um, sacred remembering modern women waking up to the truth of who they are. And I feel like your film is just really fitting um, in that theme. If you'll tell us a little mm. bit about that. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I made a film. It's a short docu-therapy film. We made that genre up. <laughs> Love therapy. <it>. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it is called Cosmic Touch. And it is basically um, sharing like what is possible through for healing um, through conscious self pleasure, mm-hmm. and yeah, I I had this vision come to me um, while I was in a practice of of conscious self pleasure. And it was for other women to be able to kind of have a mirror in a way to see how we can create kind of a a ceremonial space and come into deeper intimacy with ourselves and all parts of us. And that's kind of a, you know, we've been so, again, indoctrinated on what sex and sexuality and masturbation all is supposed to look and feel like we've basically been given the lens of um you know hollywood movies where it's like perfect and um (laughs) amazing and these love stories um or through porn where it's a very objectified um, lens told for for men, and um, again, like told, like get, sharing with men that men apparently men want sex this way, and actually, there's this whole other range that is available, and so really, kind of like opening up our our minds and our hearts to what else is possible in the realm of sexuality and how 
it can be a safe kind of place for us to heal and mm-hmm. to reclaim parts of us and that uh, we can cry and we can have anger come up and we can um, anything is is kind of allowed in that space um, and yeah that has been one of the practices for me that has supported me in my own kind of sexual trauma healing journey and and even beyond sexual trauma mm-hmm. as a way to really like deepen into my own body and my own intuition and reconnect with my knowing because one of the things that really happened in kind of patriarchy is that we were taught to give our power away outside of ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. To the church or our father or our husband or the doctor or the government and not to actually self-source yeah. um, and trust ourselves. Right. And sexually, I think oftentimes we wait for a man to show up who knows what to do or a man yeah. to show us what, what we need to know about our own bodies. And so... Yeah. You know, not yes, it's so empowering, and it's like get get to know your body. You mm-hmm. know, like this this relationship that wants to be had mm-hmm. um, as a sovereign being. Yeah, um, you know, with your own with your own pleasure. Yeah, yeah. I had a woman share after watching the film. You know, wow, I. I continually, you know, kind of complain to my, to my husband about, you know, I want you to go slower. I want you to take time to like kiss and caress my whole body and open my whole body, not like go straight for my, you know, sex center. Um, I want you to romance me, all of these things, but I don't do that for myself. Mm. I don't take this time to go this slow with myself. And uh, so that that is so empowering for us and for us to actually realize that our pleasure is is ours and is within us and that we hold the key to unlock it. Um, Again, it's not we're waiting for somebody else to unlock us. And the more we actively cultivate this with ourselves, the more it actually turns on and expands and deepens and when we come connected with a partner. Right. Yeah. And that, that embodied sovereignty just continues to heal on a cellular level. It's like it, it continues to grow and take up space inside mm-hmm. of you. It's not like this, none of this is an overnight journey. This is like mm-hmm. lifetimes and lifetimes. And so, um, yeah, thank you. And the film is called Cosmic Touch. I don't know if we spoke that, so I wanted, I wanted yeah. to speak that. Um, where can people find the film? Yeah, so you can either go direct to the website. It's at cosmictouchfilm.com, um, or you can go to my website, and then there's a page um, that would take you to the film, and, and that's lilyclairelove.com. Great. Um, yeah, and it's it's there. Just enter your email, and you'll get access to it. Oh, sweet! And we'll link that in the show notes. So wonderful. So, um, as we're concluding here, I think I have one more question, and I'm going to ask it at the same time that I invite you to share anything that is um, on your heart to share here, given the conversation we've had so far. Mm-hmm. Um. We've been talking about this messy journey to sovereignty and embodied sovereignty, but we haven't defined sovereignty. So I'm wondering Mm. if you would talk about what that word means to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a powerful one. Sovereignty, agency, um, you know, to be sovereign really means to kind of have have reign over your own domain, mm. and and so our our whole body, our whole being is ours, 
our our soul, our essence, our emotions, our thoughts, our choices. And and I think the journey with sovereignty is around realizing that again there have been ways that we have not felt sovereign um have kind of been um miseducated around our sovereignty you know again that we've been given these stories and laws and different things to give away our power to not trust our own self and self-knowledge knowing and so to realize there way there are belief systems in my subconscious that show up in my thoughts that impact the way I feel and that impacts my behavior and my choices, my action in the world that are coming from a place that I don't feel sovereign, that I don't feel in control of my, my own domain, um, that I don't feel like the queen or the king of my life. And that's great information for me to become more sovereign, to let these these parts rise and to then take ownership of them and make a different choice from a place of I have power. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate the thorough ways that you explain things in into such a way that invites someone to really participate in that discovery. So thank you so much. Mm, I'm grateful. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thanks for being here. So Lily Claire Love is your website. Is there anything else you want to tell uh, listeners about anything you have coming up? This episode will air in August. Um, Is there anything else you want to share with listeners before we conclude? Um, I would just say, yeah, check out what is, was happening. Um, I have ongoing weekly virtual classes um, called pleasure alchemy. So I'm sure that would still be happening by then, but just go to my website and check out what's happening. Um, Yeah, these pleasure alchemy ceremonies are a place for women to come together and dive into this kind of um, deep trauma-informed ways that we can commune and reconnect with our, our own sovereignty and wisdom of our bodies. Wonderful. Well, thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for owning that the journey is messy and beautiful at the same time. And thank you for walking the way you walk in the world. You too, sister. Thank you. Mm-hmm. This is Sarah Poet of Embodied Breath. And thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway? Remember that you are not alone on the sacred path and women are rising now together. You can visit my website, sarahpoet.com for more tools and inspiration to support your sacred remembering path. Please be sure to check the show notes, subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I love to hear from you stay connected. And here's to your path of sacred remembering.